Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s. From great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges and most importantly how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host Sandra Beck. Hey mamas this is Sandra Beck and this is Motherhood Talk Radio and we've got such a fun show today. We're going to be visiting with Sharon Jameson. Now Sharon Jameson is is she's she's the bomb baby i mean she is so much fun she has worked in corporate america for 30 years she had an eating disorder she raised stepkids foster kids her own son while climbing the ladder i mean she has done everything she supported her own education she's lived on her own since she was a teenager i mean she has done it all and she has written this great book called i can depend on me and boy if you want to learn how to depend on yourself here is a lady that can can really, really shed some light on this. And she's so much fun. I, I, I don't even know if you can tell my voice how excited I am to be on the show with her because it's like playing. It's like mommies playing together and learning and, and loving and having laughs and, and having a lot of fun. Sharon Jamison is just so much fun, and I'm, I'm so excited for today's show. And I want to thank BarkBox. BarkBox is supporting today's show and they are they are also so much fun and bark box i know it's a product for your four-legged children but your two-legged children will have as much fun as your dogs will now bark box is a delivery of four to six natural treats and some super fun toys that are around a theme each month and they, the box comes in the mail and so what you do is you choose your dog size like they're small and cute which is up to 20 pounds just right which is 20 20 to 50 pounds. And then we got our big and bold, which are 50 pound dogs. And you can get different plans. There's one a month, six a month, 12 a month. You can cancel anytime. There's free shipping. And these bark boxes are shipped on the 15th of each month. And each bark box has these things called paw picks and there's there's so much fun and this is where when the box comes you have to have your dogs there to open up the box and then you have to have your kids my kids got the best box in the universe it's the poo york city box now if you have boys like i do my boys are are 10 and and 13 right now and when they opened this Poo York City box, and there's like a Chinese takeout squeaky thing. I have it right here. And then there's this other, it looks like a Statue of Liberty. It's like a New York City, but a Poo York City. And it's the squeaky kind. So if your dog likes crunchy or squeaky, and there's there's boxes in the boxes, there's jerky sticks and the best pizza ever. But the funniest thing that, that our kids are just dying over is this it looks like a newspaper and it's a squeaky chewy toy and the the stories on there you have 29 puppies who are totally pooped out and the things that killed my kids was the story about a bulldog that farts himself awake so we all know that kids love potty humor we know that dogs love treats 
This cannot be a better match made in heaven with this BarkBox. And BarkBox is a really cool company because they support shelters and rescues and nonprofits across the U.S. to help dogs find their forever homes. Now, I'm going to dedicate this show today to my dogs. Now, I have had rescues, 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 and my rescues got me through three years of fertility treatments to have my children. So I'm going to read their names, Misty, Sally, Smokey, Snowy, Sir Thomas Bailey, Sophie Peanut, Buttercup, Uppy the Puppy, Piddler on the Roof, and Chicken Nugget. Those are the dogs that are near and dear to my heart. They have been part of my family. They've gotten me through the divorce, gotten me through my fertility treatments. They entertain my kids. Some of them up have crossed the Rainbow Bridge and are in heaven. They can't enjoy boxes anymore. But boy, you want to get a bark box. You want to have fun with your kids and dogs. And if you want to... um, know more about BarkBox, you can go to BarkBox.com. And these toys are so cool because if your dog doesn't like something in the box, you can just email them and then they'll send you something that they love. And so if you want to get a free extra month of BarkBox, and you know you do, go to BarkBox.com slash help moms, like we're going to help moms. That's what we do every week on the show. We help moms. And they're free shipping. And the other thing is these edibles are made in the U.S. or Canada. And these products have already been tested on the own animals in bark boxes, stable of animals. So we know that they're okay to give to our dogs. So BarkBox.com slash help moms. You can go and get your free extra month. Uh, just go to BarkBox.com slash help moms. So sure. Jerome, I'm so happy to have you come on the show. And, you know, we all have trials and tribulations, and my dogs help me get through my fertility treatments, the death of my mom, the divorce. They're just the best thing in the world for me. And the second best thing in getting me through trials and tribulations are people like you. You have been through the ringer. You have come through it beautiful, gorgeous, with the best smile. You guys have to go to SharonJameson.com. It's S-H-R-R-O-N. J-A-M-I-S-O-N. You cannot look at this woman and not smile yourself. Sharon, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Sandra. I am so excited about being here. I so enjoy you. And wow, that's a lot of dogs you have. I love their names. Oh, you know, well, I've had dogs over 20 years, and uh, most of them have lived to 16 or 17. Snowy was the only one that decided to check out at four years old, which broke my heart. But I let the kids name them, which is how we got Uppy the Puppy and Piddler on the Roof and Chicken Nugget. And, you know, Buttercup, I love it. Buttercup, oh, Buttercup. She was so cute. She was the cutest little, like a little, they're all rescue, so they're just mutts. You know, they've got a big mix in them. And and she looked like a stick of butter. She had these like golden <laughs> eyes and these like, you know, just this curly, like she must have been like a poodle terrier mix. And she was just love in a rug. Like, you know, she had that poodly rug hair that was kind of like, she looked like a stick of butter. And that's how the kids were like, let's name her stick of butter. And I'm like, no, Buttercup is better because she's a lady. Aw, what nice names. And yes, we all have gone through so much. And I'm so glad your dogs were there for you. My journals were my my refuge, so I know how it's so important when you're going through something. I have something to 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 put your to put your um, your thoughts around and something to hug you. And writing somehow hugs me emotionally. 
Oh, well, and I would sit with my journal and write with my dogs. You know, they, they lay on my bed. They, they come into the bathroom with me. You know, they wander all over and, um, they would sit with me. I journaled also, um, because I felt that, and I would talk to my dogs. You know, I, I don't know, um, how many people talk to their dogs, but I talk to them. And then sometimes I make the voice for them to answer me back for what I want to hear. <laughs> That sounds good. I should try that with the cats. I mean, I, the cats hide, so you can't really talk to them. Oh, well, I have this one dog, uh, Sophie Peanut. She she stares at me all the time. Now, she's black and white with these big brown eyes, and she likes to sit like she's she's like at attention, and she just stares at me like while I'm putting my makeup on. And I'm like, like, oh, do you like this color red? Oh, yes, Mommy. I love that color red. It really sets off your complexion. <laughs> we We have this whole conversation while I'm getting ready in the morning. I think that's some great therapy. It's cheaper than going to a psychologist. It is so <laughs> much cheaper. Okay. The, yes. <laughs> and these bark boxes, I have to tell you, when they came, I was so excited because I do like to give gifts to my dogs. I like to give gifts to my kids and my friends, too. But I'm a single mom, and there's not a lot of extra time in my day. And one of the things that frustrates me is I always go to the store, and then I'll forget, like, oh, I need dog treats, or oh, I need a new chew toy, or they need something else to play with. And, you know, the bark box gets shipped right to your door. So that's, like, right in my wheelhouse. I don't have to go and do anything anything i just have to open the box like we love opening boxes <laughs> let me tell you i don't i don't get treats but me and amazon are best friends and every <laughs> time you turn around i'm like oh my god I, i think i need to go to like amazon anonymous or something because every day every week i like to boxes come and sometimes i don't even know what i'm ordering but it's usually books and things like that but so i understand things coming to the door Oh, you know, I ordered this tent. It's like, um, I don't camp. And I ordered this tent. It was the coolest thing. And then it came with a hammock, like a, a packable hammock. I don't really know <laughs> what, what I'm going to do with it, but I know the kids will have fun with it. And I know exactly what you mean. It's like you order something, you open the box, and it's like, oh, look, it's Christmas. <laughs> Christmas every week. It's yes, <laughs> like get the American Express bill. Then right. it's no longer Christmas. Then it is no longer Christmas. That is absolutely true. So, Sharon, tell me a little bit about your book. Um, we've got a couple minutes to break. Um, your book about I Can Depend on Me. Why did you write that? Yes. You know, Sandra, I had to write that book because I was really struggling with depression I think many times we don't realize when we have unresolved childhood issues that if we don't address it, it comes up in our adult life. And I, I, I was feeling despair. I was feeling, you know, not guided. I was feeling not aligned. And I just started writing and I started uh, thinking about all the things that I had been through that I really never put closure around. Sometimes you need to write, wrap a little bow around your life and say, go to the next version. So I, I wrote the book, I Can Depend On Me, and it chronicles my experience from maybe four years old till about eighth grade. Um, and it was really a cathartic experience to see how far I had come, but also to see what some of the wounds were still there. Because Many times you can hear whispers in your head of your winds, but sometimes you hear whispers of your wounds, and those wounds, if you don't address it, get, they start to be uh, yell, yelling voices, yell, yelling um, uh, what I call little 
gremlins in your mind and really start really affecting your ability to function in the world. So that's why I, I wrote it. And I, it was really cathartic. I, I healed from it. And I'm really happy that where I am now in my life. Well, and I think one of the things, if we don't get this out, whether we talk to our dog, whether we, we write it in a journal or talk to a therapist or go to a self-help group, if we don't get these things out, we start moving our world around to avoid them. And that really can take you off your path. Now, we're talking today to Sharon Jamison, and we're going to be talking about strength and how do we find our strength. Her book, I Can Depend on Me, is, boy, that you can't get a better title than that for personal strength. I want to thank BarkBox for sponsoring today's show. And if you want that free month, go to BarkBox.com slash help moms. We'll be back after the break with more from Sharon. John Jameson. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Working your lower body with weights and targeting your hamstring, quads, and glutes pays great dividends. Not only are you strengthening those muscles, you are sculpting them, making them firmer and more defined. One of my favorite lower body exercises is wall squats with the ball. Place the stability ball, those are the big exercise balls, between your low back and the wall. Lean against the ball so that your feet are planted about 12 inches in front of you. Slowly lower your body so that your thighs are parallel to the floor. Do not go lower than 90 degrees at the knees. Straighten the legs and squeeze your glutes as you come up. Repeat for three sets of 15 reps. Remember to keep the weight on your heels and don't let your knees extend over the plane of your toes. Go at your own pace and make those muscles strong and shapely. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. 
Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and we're here with Sharon Jameson, and I guess we're here with Ben, too. That was Ben going, oh, we're going to keep that because we're live radio, and that's what we do. Um, we're visiting today with Sharon Jameson, and she has written a book called I Can Depend on Me, and I love that title because it is so empowering. It's not, here's what you need to know to be strong. Here's what you need to know. No, it's a very definitive I statement. And I know when I was working on myself, I still work on myself all the time, but I like the I statements. I pay my bills happily and joyfully. I actually say that when I pay my bills. I have (laughs) enough money to pay my bills and put money in the bank and live for the rest of my life. And it takes like the process of bill paying, Sharon, and makes it less painful. And I also believe it calls to the universe what um, you know, what I need, but how I define myself really is, is what I believe. Do you find that to be true as well? Oh my God. So true. And that's why I named the title. I can depend on me. It was interesting. You know, Sandra, people thought that the title sound like I was bragging, but it was, but it was really, um, a manifesto in a way to sit, like you said, to call to the universe what you say that you are. Because I believe we are the ones who define and 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 um, design our lives. And for me, t- me telling myself, Sharon, I can depend on me was, was very empowering because I think many times when we get disempowered or we feel discouraged, we have to remind ourselves of our own strength. And sometimes we're the only ones who are, are around to do it. We have to tell ourselves that, I, I am smart. I am beautiful. I can, I can, you know, take care of my household. I can do this job. And I think when we women, we mothers, when we realize that we can be our own cheerleaders and that we don't have to wait for validation and applause from outside of us, that's when we are truly powerful. That's when we can really self-actualize and self-realize when we don't need somebody else to co-sign what we feel about ourselves. So I could depend on me was a message that I said to myself. And, and even though the publisher and other people thought the, the title was too straight in your face, uh, you see, I won because I'm saying this is my book and I'm going to say what I need to say. And even just uh, naming my book was still um, a definite uh, declaration of my strength to myself. So, yes, I love my title and I, it's something I remind myself of daily. And I want all mothers and all women to remind themselves daily because there's so many messages that that attempt uh, consciously or unconsciously, directly or uh, indirectly to disempower us. Well, right, because if I can disempower you, I can sell you something. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. And I can make you feel like that you're less than. I can make you buy, you know, diet pills. I can make you buy, you know, different makeup. I can make you buy all types of destructive views. So we have to really be on guard. And one of the ways to be on guard is to remind yourself that you are in charge of your own thoughts. And I think that's important. I tell myself all the time, Sandra, I'm in charge of my own thoughts. I'm in charge of my own time. I'm in charge of my own talent. And I'm also uh, in charge of my own treasure, however I define treasure. And when, uh, we, when we women own that, we really see that we are empowered and we are equipped to do what we need to, to do as mothers, but also as women and as people. So I think it's really important, like you said, the I messages. When we speak it, I think we can be it. And if we speak it and believe it, we can always stand up for ourselves. And I think that's important these days. 
Well, and especially given the, like, like motherhood, like, like I was taking care of a toddler yesterday uh, unexpectedly because my girlfriend's car broke down and I forgot how, you know, I love kids, don't get me wrong, but how difficult, tiring, a thankless job it is to take care of little ones. And this one wasn't my child. So he didn't want to come in and snuggle and huggle me. You know, I didn't get that reward, you know, that you normally get from your kid. You put him to sleep. Oh, mommy, I love you. You're the best in the world. And you're like, oh, okay, I, I, I forgive you now for throwing up in my briefcase. And, you know, the, the dirty diaper that was stuck to the back of my shoe when I walked out, you know, all those things. Um, but those are a lot of real thankless tasks that we do for our children. And then they grow up to be pre-teens and teens like I'm raising right now, Sharon. And, you know, it, they're nasty. You know, they're sometimes come home and go, Mom, did you even shower today? Or, Mom, you're not going to wear that, are you? You're not going to wear that to soccer. And, you know, little things like that on top of all the negative message we're given. And then many of us are working moms, work-at-home moms, stay-at-home moms, work-out-of-the-office moms. Just the, the fact of the matter is it's work plus moms. Work, work, work. And there's not a whole lot of positive in a lot of these exchanges um, during the day. You know it. You raise kids. You know what it's like. And so it's really important that those I messages, those I statements, like I can do this. You know, I can depend on me. I can handle this. I can ride this through. I can fix this. Like all those things, the I statement is really empowering. Oh, I agree. And I think that I statement is not only good with uh, reminding ourselves are really confirming our power to ourselves, reconfirming our power, but it's also, it's a charge for us to be more responsible. Um, even in the book, I t- when I, I talked about my depression, but I knew it was my responsibility because it was my life to seek help. And that's one a word of encouragement. I want to give all women and all mothers because it is a thankless job. And sometimes we have to know that we are empowered to go get our needs met, and which means that we might have to go to a therapist. We might have to find a woman's circle or a sister circle. We might need to find some support, but it's up to us. I think many times we have to be careful not to feel as mothers that we need to be rescued from motherhood. Um, it's hard, but we need to understand that we have to be responsible and go get the help that we need. And that doesn't mean we have to buy help, but we might have to form some type of connection and collaborations with women, some some teamwork, you know, uh, and build a champion team so that we can raise healthy kids, but also that we can stay healthy in the midst of that. I think that is the challenge sometimes. Just how do we stay as mothers when we're not getting affirmation and support and uh, gratitude for my kids. How do we keep going in the midst of all the thankless activities? So you're so right. I agree with you uh, 100%, Sandra. But, it, but women need to know it's our job to go get what we need. And if we need support as mothers, go get it without feeling guilty or without worrying about what society will say. Because we have to realize that it's our job to get what we need so we can be good mothers and good good employers and and, and business owners and all the thousand roles that we play on a day-to-day basis. 
Well, and the funny thing is, is that what I found was that, especially with social media and some of these images and catalogs and magazines, you know, it's such an unrealistic picture of motherhood. And then, you know, when we talk in in privacy, we start to realize, you know what, most of the moms I know during their motherhood years of active duty mothering suffered from some sort of depression, suffered from isolation, suffered from frustration, like, but we were all in our houses doing it. And we didn't want to come out and talk about it because the magazines and the social media made it all look so like we were somehow failing at it because we didn't look like a magazine ad. And one of the things that I experienced, Sharon, and I'm interested on your take on it, is that when I go to work, whether it's in my house or out of my house, I get a lot of positive affirmation. I get a paycheck. I get a pat on the back. I get Sharon Jameson on the radio saying, I love being on the air with you, Sandra. You're fabulous. Yes. Well, you don't get that from a pile of laundry. You don't get it from dishes and you don't get it from, you know, vacuumed carpets. And the other thing that happens, Sharon, is it's like this never ever hamster wheel that that just never ever ends. No matter how much laundry I do, Monday there will still be more. No matter how many dishes I will wash, there will still be more to do today. So it's a very interesting um, structure, motherhood and housekeeping and house management. That it's one of these things that has very few regular achievements. Yes, we get achievements when our kids graduate, or yes, we get our achievements when something goes right. But the day in, day out, we don't get the paychecks for what we do as mothers, and we don't get the payback until very long stretches of time. So when we come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit about uh, how do we reward ourselves? How do we honor ourselves? How do we congratulate ourselves when the laundry doesn't when the picking up the dog poop doesn't i mean all those things that we (laughs) seriously i mean at least my dogs lick me every day and kiss me and they bark and jump up and down and are happy to see me which is so much more than my teens (laughs) i so agree with you i so agree with you and that's why i really switched my focus from housekeeping to house managing because i told myself that i was just going to manage me and my son And everything that was required to keep the house tidy, I was going to try to make money, enough money to pay somebody else to do it. Because I didn't want to be a house manager and a housekeeper because one of them, I was going to fail. And it was was too stressful being doing that and working a job. So believe me, I I called myself a house manager and I stopped being a housekeeper really quickly because I was not good at it. And I hated it anyway. That stuff is never fun. It isn't fun. It is fun when you're upset. That's the only time I love cleaning. Like when I'm really mad, I will rip everything out of my closet and reorganize it and hand it and throw things in the giveaway pile. You know, it's it's cleaning for me is is really only powerful and positive when I'm mad and I have to do something um, and I have to do something that I can't get that energy out, like go to the gym or run around with my kids or, or things like that. But when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about this concept concept of house management because I have some house management tips as a single mom and I'm sure that Sharon Jameson at SharonJameson.com has some too and if you're interested in her book it's called I Can Depend On Me. Sharon where can people find it? They can find it at Amazon at all national booksellers but also on my website it's right there on my website and and I will be more than happy to um, sign it for them. 
Oh, we love that. You should sign one for me and send it to me. I would love to. I'll do that today. We will do that. All right. We'll be back after the break with more from Sharon Jameson. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. It's merging. 1960, a youth in suburban Chicago lost a front tooth. A new tooth was constructed and attached to his jaw with a brass wire. Soon after, he claimed he could hear music coming from his teeth. That would be annoying even if you were a melomaniac or music lover. Over the years, numerous people have reported being able to hear the radio through their fillings or braces. The most famous being television comedian Lucille Ball. That's enough to give anyone her repellations or goosebumps. But is this really possible or just a hoax? In the days of AM radio, old receivers used to use a crystal or an antenna. A crystal set had a ceramic insulator covered by a piece of metal, very much like a tooth with a filling. Most dentists remain skeptical, though. What's another word for a skeptic? A pyrrhonist. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend at Principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Sharon Jameson. And as promised, we're going to talk about this concept of house management, because I know when my kids were growing up, and they're only, you know, 10 and 13 now, so uh, they're not that old, I've had to make some big adjustments being single and a company owner and trying to not, like, lose my mind over laundry. And Sharon, one of the things that I do in my house management is I have this little laminated list and there's things I do on Mondays, things I do on Tuesdays, things I do on Wednesdays, and I just stick to it. Like if I do those things, that's enough. And I've kind of boiled down my household to like a need to know basis. Like what is it that absolutely has to be done? Like I know laundry has to absolutely be done because I got kids that play on sports teams. So there's certain things that don't have to get done, you know, dusting and vacuuming. And that can wait until either I do it on a monthly basis or somebody can come in and help me. And one of the things that I do with my house management um program if you want to call it that is <laughs> I like to go and help my girlfriend clean in the morning girlfriend meaning female friend not not same-sex partner um 
a girlfriend in the morning and we do her house for three hours and then we come over to my house and do that my house for three hours and we talk and we laugh and we have a great time and we fold laundry and we do everything that needs to be done and we each get our house cleaned pretty well top to bottom we can do it together and we can have fun and it's something that takes the sting out of a lot of this laundry cleaning just boredom and frustration and if you don't like it and you don't have the money to have somebody to do it doing it with a buddy or a friend is so much more fun what a great idea i didn't even think about something like that um that could make it more more energizing (laughs) that might give me some incentive um the things that i have to get done that the only things i put on my list is i have to have clean bathrooms because that's gross if it's not Clean laundry, but really just clean underwear, you know, and um, and a clean kitchen. Um, and other than that, I really don't really worry about it. Oh yeah, and a clean, and a clean um, linen for my bed because I'm getting yes. you know, hot flashes. But other than that, I just I just don't worry about it because I I found myself that um, it, it gets overwhelming, and for some reason I always wait too long, and then it looks like. A mountain versus a molehill. So I just tell myself, okay, Sharon, no Starbucks for a week. I, I just give up something. No dinners out and find someone to come at least once a month to help me because it's so painful for me. And I don't know why, maybe because I wait so late, um, but I would rather just, if I had a choice, I'd rather pay someone to do that and sit down and read a book because I never really get to do fun, you know, read for fun anymore between coaching and working and preaching and writing sometimes just to sit down and to watch something that's scandalous on the on the tv i i'd rather have that and that's my self-care time so i i i i need to do better but man that's a great idea that you have um I might have to consider that. That might get, give me the incentive I need to get going. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is if it's a really good friend, like, you know, I have two or three friends that I love to do this with. And one of my friends, she's so funny. I'm not going to use her name on the air because she gets mad at me when I talk about her on the air. But she'll go, oh, no, you have got to give that away. Oh, you don't need this. What are you doing with this? This is, you've got three of these. Why do we have three of these? Why are we washing three of these? Can you answer this for me? And I just stand there like with my, my you know, my dish towel that I'm drying. I'm like, uh, 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 I don't know. I'm like, she's like, can we give two away? Because when you start giving stuff away, and I'm not a pack rat or a hoarder, but stuff does pile up because I don't take the time to go through it and get rid of it. Like yesterday, I got a new rice cooker because my other one is too small with my 13-year-old that's eating me out of house and home. I need to get a new rice cooker. And I kept going like, oh, should I get rid of it? And I heard her voice going, oh, you do not need two rice cookers, an old one and a new one. Give the new one or, you know, use the new one. Give the old one to the church so somebody can use it. Oh, see, that, 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 that's what I need to do, Sandra, to my clothes. I am one of these women that I, I tend to stress eat. So I have clothes literally in my closet from like a eight to a fourteen and all the way in between. And um and the thing is I, I don't even need I don't even know what's in there. So I think that's what I need to do. I just need to go in there, give away all my big clothes. That'll give me some incentive not to keep growing into them. So so 
effortlessly. <laughs> oh, I have that too. I have my fat pants. You know, I have like my fat pants in the corner for when I overeat and I, you know, because I do, I go in waves. I'm like in cycles. I'm like a bipolar eater. I'm up and then I'm down and I'm skinny and then I'm fat and, um, you know, it just never ends. But having some accountability, because that's the one thing that we don't have in our homes a lot of times by ourselves, And the accountability of going, Sharon, this, why do you have this? This color is not good for you. I love you, but this is not your color. It's my color. <laughs> Take it home. But it does, it's more fun that way. It's, it's, and it's less stressful. Oh gosh. And sometimes we need, I think we all need to be mothered. And I think one of the wonderful um, blessings of having a great friend is that you can mother each other in ways that you didn't get mothered. And I, when I think about my friends, and that's one of the things I really love about having close girlfriends is that I those places where I wanted to be mothered when I was growing up and my mother just didn't have the capacity or the understanding, I, my friends get to mother me in those ways. Now, they might not know that they are, but however, when I'm mothered in those in those those soft spots with me are being addressed, it helps me be a better mother to my to my son. And so I, I really enjoy those times, you know, when somebody could come over if they if they did help me, that would really make me feel loved. And it helps me when I feel loved, I'm more loving. How about you? Do you find that in your life? Oh, like night and day. You know, the other day my dad said to me, hey, I got the L.L. Bean catalog. He's like, I'm going to buy you a pair of those like legging black pants you like that go to the gym, to the grocery store. You know, those like they're not really workout pants. They're like, I don't know, but they're really nice and I love them. And just the concept that he would, my dad, you know, because when you're single and you're a single parent, there's not a lot of, you know, validation on valentine's day and christmas because you're single and you know just to have that little offer of like you know i'd like to get you these pair of pants would you like that now i can buy my own pants that's not about that but it was the idea that someone saw me knew what i liked and offered something just for the sheer purpose of making me happy and as a result i was like whistling dixie the rest of the day i mean just that little bit of kindness can really set off our whole day to be different oh my god i went to your sons get a little older when they can drive and let me tell you why one of the things that my son does for me, I don't have to tell him anything, but he can sense when there's a lot of work on me or I'm in stress or whatever. He goes to the QT, which is kind of like a 7-Eleven in California, and gets me a big gulp with a little bit of vanilla on top of my Diet Coke. And I don't have to tell him to do it, but when he comes in like, hey, Ma, I got you a soda, I feel so loved and seen. And that's one of the things I love about adult children as mothers, when we teach our kids compassion and love and empathy, we don't really know if they have it because they're just teenagers and they're selfish. But you'll be surprised all those lessons that we teach our children at the at the most needed times, those lessons of their empathy and compassion that we gave them show up as adult children. And my son, he goes get groceries. He, he says, I know you don't have time, so I mailed off your books. He makes my videos. And these are things I don't need to even ask. He's just, he, just like I used to uh, try to understand what he needed from me before he even asked, he does the same for me. So one of the things I can say for being a single mom, our, our children and I'm sure with your boys, too, it was more of a team approach. And it was a wonderful feeling to see that they become teams with us, uh, a good team 
a good support system as we get older. So you have something wonderful to look forward to, Sandra. Oh, I can't wait. And it is a team approach because, you know, the kids have to do things that their peers don't. You know, my little guy at six years old was collecting laundry and, you know, he couldn't drag the laundry down the stairs. So he just rolled it and he kicked it down to the bottom and rolled down the <laughs> stairs and then he'd pick it up again. And, you know, they just learn to do these things. Um, and Asking for help or receiving help, I think, was a big deal for me, Sharon. Um, Like when my mom was sick and dying and I was really strapped, you know, single mom, two kids, mom's dying, trying to travel, trying to do all this stuff. My friends would ask me, like, what can you do? What can I do for you? And the, the the little Catholic girl in me would brush it off like, no, 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 you don't need to help me. Like, I don't need any help. And then somebody said to me, yes, you do need help. <laughs> and that's how the laundry thing came. It was my friend Carrie who came over and she's like, I'm going to come over. She's like, I know you have laundry to do. I know you have towels and sheets to do. I'm going to come over and help me. And so she came over and helped me. And that started kind of in my mind a list of if people really want to help me they really do if they're not just lip service and I say no it would really help me if you could x y and z and as a result now I have a a morning carpool and an afternoon carpool you know for for each kid at each school we've got a gym thing going where I pick up my kids and take them to the gym and then the other mom picks up my kids and her kids and takes them to the gym because they can't be there unattended you know they're under the age of 16 so there's certain things that we start to collaborate on and what became our team of three is now our team of 15 or 20 of other parents and you know what if I take somebody's kids for a couple hours to the gym so the kids can work out play basketball do whatever they want to do that mom then is freed up to have some quiet time of her own or go shopping for herself or take a bath or our favorite take a nap (laughs) (laughs) that is my favorite it's still my favorite now (laughs) it's so great we're here with sharon jameson she wrote a book called i can depend on me and she has coached people for more than 25 years and so you're going to want to get a copy of this book you can find it wherever books are sold when we come back from the break we're going to share some more of our kind of mommy household tips on how to get things together and have a great life so you can actually enjoy the kids you have that was the one thing my mom would always say she's like i'm so sorry you're so busy you don't have time a lot of times just to enjoy your kids and we want to make it so you can enjoy your kids you can enjoy your clean house after they're gone we'll be back after the break (laughs) stay with us there's lots more great conversation to come on motherhood talk radio with sandra beck right after these messages If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, marlatabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A dot 
Tobacco.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tobacco. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. article in Mental Floss magazine listed some actual town names in the United Kingdom that are sure to bring a chuckle to American tourists. Would you like to live in the village of Upton Snodsbury? It's near North Piddle. How about Pickle Church in lovely South Gloucestershire? Or Barton and the Beans in Curry Mallet? How about a vacation in Mudford Sock? Or Puddle Town, an adorably named spot in Dorset? But my favorite town is found in Buckinghamshire. It's called Lover Houses. I'd like to send a big thank you to all of the brave men and women of our armed forces serving at home and abroad. We appreciate all the good you do in the world on behalf of America. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Sharon Jameson, and we are talking about household management, how to... Do your life, whatever that looks like, where you can enjoy your children, you can enjoy your life. Because, Sharon, there are times when I look at my kids and I say, you know what, work can wait, laundry can wait, you know, we can go and pick something out of the freezer, defrost it, throw it in the microwave, it's not going to be the end of the world if we're eating something on, you know, we had hot dogs on bread the other night, and that was okay. It just is what it is. But it was more important for me to spend this time with my kids, hearing about their day and laughing and goofing around than it was to make a gourmet dinner at that moment. I'm not saying it's that way all the time, but knowing when to put some things aside to enjoy your kids, I think is one of the hard parts of motherhood. Oh, I totally agree with you. And and it, it took, um, I guess, some years when I, I woke up one day and my son had had two birthdays and I couldn't remember what happened those two years because I was working and traveling and I take I had taken my son out of school and he traveled with me and I really enjoyed when I slowed down and not try and I just recommitted myself to being present which me- meant that sometimes we had Cheerios and Frosted Flakes for dinner uh, sometimes we had Wendy's for dinner sometimes we will have oatmeal for dinner and to this day, my son tells me that how much fun that was. Like we were, we will eat in the bed, which was, you know, and do homework. And, and so those things that you think are not important, it made me realize that I wanted to give my son time. And, um, especially after when I got foster kids, it was just because those kids had some, some challenges. And I knew that my presence was the best present. And um, so I agree with you. Time flies. And now that he's uh, just turned 23, I I keep thinking some years, Sandra, I cannot even remember. I can't remember like the third or fourth grade. I can't remember sixth grade. I remember all the basketball because I would travel anywhere. I never I think I missed like three games in like probably eight or nine years. But however, when you get older, my mother used to warn me, Sharon, stay present. You can't get this time back. And I didn't know what she said, 
what what that meant. And that's kind of how life is. Sometimes when you're younger, you don't understand. When you get older, you have wisdom, but there are no do-overs. So I just try my best to make adjustments. So I think what you're doing is so wise, and I wish I would have listened um, and, and heeded everybody's advice. But however, I was caught up into this society uh, norms of being, you know, the power mom, being superwoman, and I didn't listen. And so that's one of the things I would tell every mother. Spend time with your kids. You never get that time back. The promotion, the job, everything else will be there when they're done. It is. It is. And, you know, one of the things that I think is easier, Sharon, for moms today than it was 20 years ago is we have these smartphones. We can take pictures and remember because I can't remember what my kids did in third grade, and I'm only four years later. (laughs) So so if you ask me 15 years from now or 20 years from now, oh, good luck with that. But I do take a lot of pictures. I do just take little snaps, and the kids laugh at me. They're like, Mom, why why do you take all these snapshots all the time? And they're not like posing where they have to be posing, but like the other night I was sitting at dinner, and my son looked so cute, the little one. just He was just there like spooning his mashed potatoes into his mouth, and he had his red T-shirt on, and his hair was all chicken you know how it like sticks up like a chicken and it was nothing but something that I wanted to remember like I wanted to remember this moment of him just sitting at the table eating because I will forget I will forget tomorrow. I'm so busy. And maybe I just don't have a good memory. You know, when, who knows what the what the problem is. But I know that I want to look at this picture someday and go, oh, now I remember. Oh, or oh, that was what it was like. Because when you are flying by your seat of your pants every day, you do feel like everything whizzes by so fast and it doesn't even have a chance to get into your long-term memory. Oh, I so agree. And, I, and the smartphones are so wonderful because now what I really enjoy doing is talking on FaceTime. And when my son's at work and we still talk, or I send each other video messages and you can hear the inflection of the voices. And so, yes, I think the, the phones have really have done such wonders for mothers like us because now we feel like uh, we can not only capture the memories, but also we can hear their voice. I can I can tell by the tones in my son's voice what's happening. And so I, I, I just think those things are the greatest inventions for moms <laughs> so we can really stay connected. And and uh, and I remember when my phone came out, I, 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 um, I was less concerned because it was our way of. Text me when you get home. Text me when you get to school. Text me when you do this. It was our way of staying connected. And uh, so, yes, I, I, I'm so glad that those that little invention helps us to be moms are to helps us be feel more connected than probably um, 20 years ago. I totally agree. Well, and this is not about keeping track of your kid every minute of the day, you know, and I think anybody like I was lower down in the food chain on my family. So like my oldest brother, there's tons of pictures of him and everything was documented (laughs) for him. You know, by the time, you know, my little brother and I came around, we were just like heads poking in the side of a photograph, (laughs) you know, because you can't keep up. And that's one of the things that these, you know, like these smartphones, they allow you to just snap away. They're digital. It's like, who cares? So you upload them or download them or offload them or whatever you do with them. You could take a million pictures and, you know, just I put them up on Dropbox, but, you know, so that they're they're always there and safe as much as they can be. But it allows me to feel like I'm present, at least for the moment I'm snapping that picture. Yes. And man, and 
I one of my favorite joys is to sit down with my son and talk about the memories. Um, when we look at his pictures, because it shows you that even though we both are there ex- having the same e- experience, um, our perception of it is so different. And I think that was so amazing to ha- to do that with my son. And, and it helps me be a better mother, too, you know? Well, yeah, because it gives you some peace of mind. You know, you can start to relax a little. Like last night at the dinner table when I snapped that picture of my son with his messy hair and his red T-shirt eating his mashed potatoes, you know, at 10 years old, I I just felt like, okay, I can remember this. Like, And even if I can't, the picture will still be there. And it was all about my own peace of mind at the end of the day. It wasn't how the picture looked. It wasn't anything. It was just a little way that I could hold on to his childhood maybe a little bit longer. Yes, I agree. And I, I, It's going to be interesting to see in 10 years or 15 years, your children come back and share with you their greatest moments and their greatest joy. It's, it's very, very rewarding because some things that we we probably minimize. We're so big in their eyes. So that's why I think being a mother, it's, it's the hardest job in the world, but it is the most rewarding job in the world. If we do it with support, do it with a lot of, uh, with a village, it, it can be a wonderful experience, not only for them, but a really healing experience for us too as women. Well, especially because I look at, you know, my mother and, you know, my mother had a bunch of kids and a lot to do. And so when I look back and I think, I cannot keep up with two. (laughs) How did you do this? And, you know, she's passed on now, so I can't ask her. I mean, I ask her in the spirit world and she tells me she's like, I just did it. I just got up every day and did it. Um, But. You know, you get such a different perspective when you're a mom and you look back. And I think a lot of us become a lot more forgiving of our parents. Yes, I agree. I I, I know my mom, I, I was so angry for so long because I because I thought that she did not know how to show up for me when I was being bullied and some of the trauma that I was experiencing. But then I have to remember she was a teenager. Um, she grew up in a time where. Uh, society took away power from her as a woman of color, but also as a woman, as a, as a young woman. And it really made me understand that now, even though with two degrees and a, a great business, a great income, that I fell short. So I can't even... I can't even start to understand what it felt like to be a teenager with, with two kids, you know, not educated in that time. It made me really give her a lot, a lot of grace and forgiveness. And so I think sometimes you don't get things until you're older, but I'm glad that I did because it really allowed me to kind of release a lot of anger and resentment toward her because I'm thinking if I can't do this now and I have resources and education, what would I have done at 18 with two kids? It really, really changes your perspective a lot. So, but so I'm grateful, just happy, grateful for for being this age and having a child that's 23 and and seeing how life has informed me so that I didn't grow up and in my life being arrogant and ignorant. You know. <laughs> Yes. Well, that's the thing. That's why we share these things, because a lot of um, women, especially if their mom has passed on and they've never had a chance to to really say the things out loud that they wanted to say, they we can still all share with them as women. And the women listening today can really listen to, you know, both you and me about how our feelings have changed to also know that we're all pretty normal, you know, whatever our circumstances 
circumstances are and our backgrounds are and our education and our genetics. At the end of the day, we all know more when we know more. It's just really that simple. You can't know what you don't know. And so I have this thing that my mom taught me was that if I did the best I could today, then you can lay down and go to sleep knowing you did enough. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think that's something that every woman, every person can live by. When you done, What is that saying? When you've done your best. Um, when, I can't even think of it. When you've done, when you've done all you can do, all you can do is all that you can do. And, um, right. and I think that, and, and all you can do is enough. So absolutely. I love right. that thing. All you can do is enough and, and being kind to yourself, because even when you try your hardest, you can still make some big mistakes. I know that I did. And if I can get on the air and talk about it and share about them and not carry that shame and Sharon can come on and talk with me about all these things and we can do it, you can do it too. So all you need to do is do your best. That's enough. Go, go take a bath, do whatever you can, grab five minutes to yourself, take some some moments of peace. We are both patting every mom today on the back today for doing such a great job. We'll be back again next week with another great show on Motherhood Talk Radio. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood Talk Radio brings you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests to help you be all you can be. Everything from great parenting tips to moms living with cancer, starting a family, or starting a business. Making the most of how you bounce back with style. Join us next week for another great guest you won't want to miss here on Motherhood Talk Radio, live every Tuesday afternoon on toginet.com.